yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back once again with you in that Ventura Forward podcast. We're always searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news and information across the 805 and especially Ventura. On this show, we've got great segments breaking down that stuff we found out and our amazing sponsors talking about our journalistic point of view, sharing all that stoke with our listeners today. Podcast is always coming out Friday. Spence, how you doing? Everything's great. This is a great time of year. Excellent time of year. We're going towards Halloween. I don't like the fallback part, but it is kind of like a D mark where we really get into the holidays because we know Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. When you have kids, boom, boom, boom. So this is a stressful time, but it's a really, really fun time, too. So I, things are things are all right. I'm totally feeling you on that. I was getting into that driving in here today. You know, it is fall and I'm excited for fall this year. I want to embrace it. You know, we've got kids, there's family life there. Everyone's kind of got their own storyline going on. But during the holidays, it comes together and you can really have that sharing of that stoke because everyone's not doing their summer vacations or going different places. So coming through October, November, December, we're going to be having a lot of our get out there and clean up events. The second Saturdays will always be going off. But the Ventura Forward followers and listeners, Spence, are clamoring for more opportunities to give back to the community. Can you believe it? And they clamor. <laughs> they love clamoring, and we don't have clams here, but there have been a lot of the squid boats out between here and the islands, so it's a fun time of year. I know it's lobster season. If you happen to be out there catching those lobsters, I know one of our big sponsors, Derek Turner, almost came on today's show, but he's out early this morning catching some lobsters, so that fun stuff's always going on in the 805. Spence, what have you been doing for fun? For fun, uh, basically, you know, I, I've been working a lot. That's why we were talking a little bit before the podcast got to find a thing like i'm thinking of joining this gym in santa paula it's a little nook but it's been there since 81 so i trust it it was a nautilus gym many moons ago you santa paulans know what i'm talking about and a guy was telling me all about it i just want to go back it's almost like when rocky you know and when he came out he had lost everything so they had to take him back to the sweaty gritty whole thing and he had to just rocky three going back to the la the la gym or yeah. if you want to go even farther back, we talked about going camping in the Cespi. Maybe from Rocky Four, we'll find you that cabin yeah. up in the woods. <laughs> yeah, see if there's Drago. I'll meet Charman instead of Drago. <laughs> That's how it'll go. But, you know, I, I'm not complaining at all because I've got a good life. But I do want, i got to switch gears. i got to find the thing. Yeah, that's good. You know, we have our thing. new chapters. I was playing basketball. What is my new stoke? What, if, what is his new sharing of that stoke? And something you can talk about, you know, and you have to have that little conversation, whether you're going from lifting weights from, you know, going from 85 mm -hmm. pounds to 75 pounds. Right. Maybe you're running up Harmon Canyon, which we always talk about with Steve Dahl, and you run to a certain point to the oak tree, and you've done that in 10 minutes. Um, I play basketball Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Uh, at the church, which everyone's always invited to come out to. If you want to know the address, we have a great basketball game starting at 6 o'clock in the morning. goes into about 6.45 or 7. It's free hoops, indoor, great uh, men and women's basketball game. And we lost one of our good players, Rich. He's moving to Texas, Spence. So it was kind of sad to see him go today. Oh, my. It, it does happen yeah, when you say bye-bye to a good buddy, a good pal. But what you're saying about the numbers – I bumped into a lady at the Santa Paula Bank of Books and about my age group, and she was doing running books, and she's been running half marathons for about two years. And she was saying, oh, it's really fun. I little gain here, little gain there. But you could see it. She had the goal for what, what she wanted to do at this part in her life. So I need that. I just yeah. need to find the thing. Yeah, and, and it goes to the youth, too. I'm working with my son, who's 12. You know, he's 
likes his school classes and stuff, but what do you want to do when you get older? Or yeah. what do you want to do right now to make some money? He wants an Arp. electric, he wants an, <laughs> he wants an electric bike. Okay. It's $1,100. How are we going to make the money? He says, well, I'm going to ask for it for my birthday and Christmas. I said, that's not how it works anymore. You know, you're 13. He's turning 13 this year. I have a great project for him. I love it when you go out, you know, the paint in front of your house. The, do the curbs? The curbs. Yeah, yeah. I look around all the curbs. I say, bud, you go to somebody, you say, give me a nice $20 bill, and I'll come out here and I'll paint this curb for you. And you being a young man, you get a couple of spray paint pans or you get something going. That would be a great little task you could it's do. Good idea. Thank mm-hmm. you. You know, maybe they don't have the paper routes and different jobs they used to have of the other day. Because days. you don't. You don't. And then maybe you don't have the inquisitiveness to be using uh, the cell phone or uh, you know, there's a lot of workforce programs going on now in middle school, like the data program. We'll talk about maybe kids, teachers, and administrations in this podcast today as we're hitting into episode number 29 to all of our faithful listeners each week. Big shout out to you. Every Friday it's coming out. We love you guys so much for listening because we tackle those tough conversations from what Spence just mentioned about keeping people and the seniors occupied. Uh, keeping the kids active with opportunity during the KVTA morning show, which is obviously the best morning show in the mornings, Monday through Friday, 5 to 9 a.m. Check out Spence all the time there is we have those tough conversations and we were just getting after it today talking about the contributions of seniors to the community and how that needs to be respected by the youth. And same thing goes around the other way, Spence, how that you how the older people can't get stuck in their ways and not look at the lack of opportunity maybe this generation of youth fills. Yep, and that's, uh, again, going to the curbs as a driver, and I drove a lot in my life. Man, you like to see as many addresses as you can. So not only is it a cool way to make some cash, just maybe practice somewhere to make sure you got it down with the stencils, Mm -hmm. and then uh, go out and do that because it's not only a service to the house itself. I will tell you, People who do delivery jobs and stuff like that, they love to see the numbers. It's so helpful. And these days, the way we use Amazon, the way we use pizza, the way we use everybody who's yeah. got to come out and see your address, it's uh, it's essential. So that is a fine Good way to make some Good selling point. Bucks. When you go to the door, it's not just, hey, the mailman needs to see your number. Or maybe you don't care that your number's bright, but do you get deliveries? Mm-hmm. If you do... Get your numbers painted. And think about your delivery person. You know, think <laughs> about making it easier so they can actually uh, you know, see the numbers. It sounds weird, but I've been there and I have done that. So that's a good way to make some cash. A little capital cost on the paint, a little white paint, a little black paint. Yep. Got the stencil, bam. Maybe a little Dodger logo, I was telling him. You know, get creative. Do some ad- you could get an American flag one, get a Dodger yeah. one. Make some Ventura local like stuff. Yeah. How about a Ventura forward logo on your curb? Can I get a come on, let's go, Spence, on that one? That's $50. <laughs> That's 50 big ones, and you can maybe even donate to that. So think about that. We're getting into a little bit of money talk. Sponsorships and advertisements are coming out more and more, Spence. I have created a new Google form that I'm going to allow you to share and our listeners mm-hmm. to share to where if you think somebody should be advertising or you want to know the benefits of advertising with Ventura Forward and our podcast along with being on social media platforms because our insights just, our insights to our numbers, to our impressions, don't just go to the podcast numbers. They go to our individual social media accounts. They go to us being in the public. Like this week, I was at Ventura Music Hall. I saw Atmosphere. I was in the crowd. I was talking to people that were there. How is your experience here? How is this going? Will you guys come back? 
you know, and that's what we do full circle in this marketing advertising community world that Ventura Forge creating full circle being a for-profit business because everybody wants us to get in the nonprofit world. We know great things that the foundations do. Mm -hmm. We're carving out, we're forging that new trail. We are sharing the Stoke Spence of saying, hey, we need money to make things come together. We need your support. Let's go. And we do have a couple of events for this weekend. I know we're dropping this on a Friday. It'll be out, uh, and you know it's out because you're hearing it. Uh, but we do have Walk on Water tomorrow, another thing that we love to participate and be part of that. So we do try to get out and be part of the community as much as possible. Yeah, and if you're looking forward to that podcast every week, it will come out before noon on Friday, no doubt. Sometimes we drop it on maybe a Wednesday or Thursday depending on our weekend schedule. But this great episode number 29 is, again, giving a shout-out to our faithful followers and listeners, knowing that we don't have a special guest today, but learning more about how we share the stoke. Everybody wants to know what is Ventura Forward. It's not in a nutshell. We don't have a website. You can go read a mission statement. It's you. It's everyone that sends those comments via Instagram that talks about events happening. Like maybe the kids are going to walk out of school today at 1021. We know about that. Maybe there was a protester outside one of the schools and the moms had a question about how they could avoid protesting. Uh, whatever your question you have, you can reach out to Ventura Forward and we're going to proactively get that information to you. And if we can't get that information to you, we have the means to find it. Trust me, we can get it to you. It takes normally about 24 hours. So keep reaching out, keep sharing that information and sharing the stoke because today, Spence, in this episode, we're going to get down to the brass tacks and the conclusion of our city council analysis. How many are running? We have officially 11 names that showed up and have communicated that they're going to be running for Ventura City Council across the four districts. And what we did there was we had a public forum, as we know, last week on Monday and Thursday and gave everyone the opportunity through either an email, a text or a verbal communication to come to this. And 11 people showed up. No, 11 people didn't show up. We had uh, three plus five eight people showed up and we want to thank those people that showed up to our forum the first but today this is a ventura forward throwback spence to where we're going to rank all 11 candidates in order one through 11 one through 11 one through 11 and remember as we're making this list today and if you're watching this on instagram which we're live right now and we're going to be posting up there hopefully you can check this out and check out those views is why do we do this because back in the day in ventura it used to be an at-large vote so anybody that wanted to be a city council member, all of the votes went in the hat together and the top four vote getters for the four areas available used to be in city council. Now we know times have changed over the last six years. The state of California demanded that you use district elections so you can kind of spread out the diversity. There's positive and negatives that are going to be kind of that have been retroactive to that. We can get into that detail in a conversation. Not right now. Because more importantly, we're finding out with these districts, Ventura Forward ultimately is going to tell you who to vote for because there's going to be a name at the top of each district. Spence, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Should we start at the top or the bottom? Bottom. Bottom? Let's work up. Okay. The one on the bottom right now is number 11, the, the candidate who finds their name in the newspaper all across the news today, and that's Marie Lakin. Marie Lakin has my number 11 on the bottom as Joe Schroeder was there last time. But Marie Lakin, she's a great community servant and done a lot of great work. Unfortunately, her motivation and her agendas have got a little bit twisted and the politics have gotten beyond her. And at this point, she's used her 
political power over the last two or three years to take advantage of a community group called the East Ventura Community Council that I was part of, where she initially kind of forced me out of a vote. And when she did that by putting a lot of procedural things on community groups, which leads to a road of politics. And when you have politics in the lowest level, and when you have a website that you're endorsed by senators, Congress, Congress people, all of these great top level people, for Ventura Ford, in my opinion, because a reminder, this list is made up just by me and nobody else in my deep discovery over the last few years. You got to be kind of clean in that sense. No motivations and no agendas. And we invited everyone to the podcast, Spence, and Marie didn't show up to the podcast or the forum. And that's kind of a little headliner for us because we put those little bumps along the road to see their true intent and their agenda. Okay. These are some of the things since I'm a... Phil Moron, and I, I vote over there. A lot of this I don't know about in the city of Ventura. Yes, you know, and I appreciate that. And I think when we get into Ventura Forward, it's always a conversation, too. Of remember, you could always have like the Fillmore Forward attitude. You could always have that Oxnard Forward attitude or whatever city you happen to be listening to this podcast now or in the future. And that Forward attitude, again, is getting information out there at the lowest level of the government form, right? Parks and Rec commissioners, PTAs commissions these are things that people are a part of and you can really find out their true intent are you there to be a public servant or are you there to use that for a political platform to maybe either push your agenda which could be your personal ego maybe your business which would make you money or sometimes it just happens to be your political again uh, thought process so very important to identify that i respect everybody in this process so how's that to marie for putting her name on the ballot but she's coming at number 11. number 10 spence Current council member, Lori Brown. It's time to step down, Lori. You've had a great run. You've served the area well, but there wasn't enough action over the last four years. It's strictly business. And when you're talking about Lori right now, she's a great individual who loves this community well, but sometimes it's time to move on. And in this essence, in this time, Montavo has got four people on the ballot and they're four potentially great leaders for the area. So we talk about the districts kind of being identify it and identifiable, but more direct and have four great candidates or four potentials are there. Lori's coming in at number 10 on the list because public servants want to serve a lot. And if you've had four years and you haven't really created as much change as you wanted to, or for instance, looked at the Johnson drive area and given those people a little bit more gusto or the Montavo area, or maybe repave some more streets in the bird track. <laughs> it didn't really happen in those four years for Lori. I think she tried her hardest and sometimes you get stuck in the mud but coming at number 10, Spence, Lori Brown. So with that many people, four people running in District 6, which is Montalvo, Bird Streets, all of that, I've worked here for a long time, still don't have a vote. How many voters are in District 6? How many voters? Thank you. Traditionally, the districts are divided by population, which is 17,000. Currently in the area of Ventura County, City of Ventura, about 55 to 60% of people are registered to vote. Okay, so you're going to be looking at possibly about 8,000 to 7,000 votes. So when you have that chopped up between four people, that gets interesting. And now think only 40% of registered voters are Vote. voting. So now cut the number in half to be gracious. 3,500 votes divided by possibly a four. 
the winner might be under 2,000 votes. Sure, it could happen. Yeah. Absolutely. So your vote is important, very important. When people say, what's my vote worth? When you start paring it down like that, a lot. And that's what districts did, too. It's like, you know, I love you bringing up that point. It's a reminder that it did put more value in in, in your vote. Each area has more vote because historically certain neighborhoods and towns based upon demographics we can maybe get into the different you know each town is different but normally the majority of that town would vote more than the other town so this gives in the districts chances for the lower uh activated towns for their votes to be worth the same value great point spence number nine coming in with the person who is the most influenced in politics currently works for a politician and jackie Irwin, who is a state senator up for election is jeanette sanchez palacios district four she got moved up into the district ahead of me. I had the second most votes against Eric Nazarenko four years ago, and Jeanette ran for Ventura County College School Board. Didn't even run for city council four years ago, but when Eric Nazarenko got moved up to the district attorney, the city council played politics, propelling somebody who had their same ideology. As somebody on the top of politics would say, the Democrats are not going to go against themselves in an appointment process which landed me on the sideline still and Jeanette Sanchez Palacios on city council. Now she's rerunning. I will say the candidacy and her agenda, if it was bad, I'd put her probably number 11 because I think that she's got more influence with politics Spence than Marie Lakin because she's already working for a politician. Now your job for a politician and then you're supposed to be a lower level politician. I personally see conflict of interest, but I'm not the maker of the rules, right? I'm just somebody who comes here and talks about the situations. So Jeanette's got good intent. What's been interesting to see is when rent control came out, she was completely against it. When renter protection came, she was completely against it. And so her demographic with what you would have thought that she would have been a vote for sure on one side ended up being true, giving me a little hope for Jeanette Sanchez Palacios to kind of put the Ventura forward people first and not the agenda of a politician. So we find out they're at number nine. Moving up, number eight, Jim Rundell. Jim Rundell, the guy that came to our East Ventura Community Council, nice guy, the only person to show up with a tie and a suit to any of the forums. So Jim, while he looked a little out of water with no jokes, saying, hey, they didn't have a wetsuit on, he actually had a formal suit. Jim has his heart and his passion with his family to make a difference in the Ventura. Spence, do you remember Jim at the forum? Absolutely. He was far, as you face the council, far left. Yes. What did you think of Jim? I thought he was very direct and clearly well-educated in business. Yeah, it was. And why we have Jim a little farther down on the list at number eight wasn't um, accredited to the, you know his presence or knowledge or any of those great things or his intent because his motivations look true. It was almost in his agenda because it's the lack of agenda that he had time to present. We asked him a quick question from the audience about what are your thoughts about cause? And he very politely said, can you please explain more? But the point of the question was, do you know what cause is and what do you think about them? Unfortunately, that question went over Mr. Rundell's head because of his life experience in the community. Uh, It kind of was a loaded question at the same time because cause has two identities. They have a nonprofit, which they're a political action committee, and they also have a nonprofit that they help the state kind of fight for uh, what they would believe to be social injustice and the promoting of ethnicities and different causes uh, on a lot of other great causes. So that's kind of the basis of how Jim kind of fell out there. It wasn't where the motivation was more of just not having enough time, kind of like a a horse race, I guess, that your horse didn't train long enough, therefore you didn't have a chance in the race. Is that a fair analogy, Spence? 
I'll go with your analogy. Thank you so much, sir. Now, coming at number seven, as we move up this list for Ventura City Council, let's take a quick moment and thank our sponsors. So, when I first think the Ventura Music Hall, we talked about them. If you ever need free tickets to one of their great venues on Thompson and Sanjone Road in the Stoke Zone, remember to DM us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram or send us a message. We got your tickets. We gave away, I think, 12 to 14 pairs of tickets last week alone. So we want to thank Ventura Music Hall and all of our fans for going and experiencing that and also sharing on social media. Spence, we got to get out to another show. I would love to. Yeah, what's coming up? You know what? I should have double looked. Look, we'll take a look at the calendar. Sectrum. Yeah, check it out. Go to VenturaMusicHall.com. Check out their schedule. I think it's four or five shows. It's always a lot. So there'll be shows this weekend. I know it's a guy. His name starts with like a... Uh, Sehiko. Seko. I'm, I'm not pronouncing it right. So great sponsors there. We've got the Mountain Doll getting out and about. We've got the Ventura Real Estate Company. Derek Turner, as we mentioned, was out and about on the islands with his cool people. Let's go with our own cool list because episode... Number 29, Spence. What's that times three? 29 times three. 87. 87. Thank you. So, we know now 87 names are on the cool list of the top 100. Let's name three more right now. Nothing to do with politics. Somebody just random. I got one. Go. Paul Moad. Paul Moad is a cool dude. One of the most nicest carefree guys you're going to meet. Uh, he's a boy in a bulldog, 95, I think. I didn't know him growing up, but he's now the coach of the Cabrillo Middle School girls basketball team. And I saw him at a Royal Verde Park last week. We talked about how stoked he is to get the new season going. Last year, Spence Cabrillo, undefeated team. They took home the championship in the county. Wow, good one. Yeah. So, Paul Moad, shout out to you. You got a name for me? I, yeah, I'm going to ride on the coattails here because I got a chance to interview last week Coach Mack is so impressive between what, what he has done. If you go back, boy, I know he coached Bonaventure and Oxnard at Wainimi, um, Ventura College. He has done so much. And when the guy moves to a team, they win, and the kids seem to love him. He's got a power that not only brings success to the programs, but also he's dialed in with the education part. And I, I liked him. Just one, he's a good old boy. He's just a dude. And he's really fun to talk to, very enthusiastic. And what the impact he has on the kids. So I, I will go with uh, Coach Mack. Coach Mack, great. You know, we talked about getting him on a podcast last year when we did the Lions All-Star Game. We're going to have to bring him back this year and get him on a full podcast to tell the details about how he continues to be a motivator and a role model in our community, really igniting those kids uh, through sports and education to create opportunity. Coach Mack, shout out. Uh, let's see. I had one more there I thought of really fast, too, and it slipped my mind. Ooh, who was it? Somebody fell out. Somebody just fell out. You know what? I'm going to give an amazing lady, one of our proud sponsors, to Pete's Breakfast House owner, Lindsay Tipson. She's a huge fan of ours. I don't think she listens to the podcast. She likes the social media outlets. Whenever I go to Pete's, the community there is just so overflowing with uh, love and support. Lisa Dodge is always giving her harassing comments about what she thinks is going on in the city, uh, about the planning process and city council. And so this, this conversation falls right in with Lisa uh, and Lindsay and all their great staff at Pete's Breakfast House. So Lindsay uh, Ventura Ford loves you and appreciates all your support. All right, our sponsors. What else we got? A little more. We got maybe we'll save some more to the end of it because let's keep grouping down this list. The top one through eleven list has been moving up from the bottom with number eleven being Marie Lakin, number ten Lori Brown, number nine 
Jeanette Sanchez Palacios, Jim Rundell, and number seven, Danny Carrillo. Danny Carrillo is known as a union man, hardworking for the industry here, the building industry, uh, the trades industry. And, you know, I wanted to learn more about him, Spence. And I know he's got a great reputation, but he didn't come in for the podcast and he didn't come into the forum. And I didn't have a chance. And so I find him at number seven, knowing that he could be a great guy with his motivations and agenda. But it's one of those ones, if you don't show up, I don't know. And in that instance, Danny's coming at number seven. I wish I could have got you higher, Danny. Okay. Number six. Now we're getting to the beef of it because everyone here showed up to the forum. Everyone else came to the opinion and would have come to the podcast. And we didn't get him in. Number six, Marco Cuevas. Marco came to the forum, Spence. You liked the guy. We talked nicely. It was great. I liked, I liked his presentation. Uh, uh, there's a gentle but still educated quality to him that I liked. I, I liked the way he spoke, and he's a, a youngster, and he brought that up maybe too much. Do you think he, he'd say, almost like, I'm just a, a youngster who, it's like, stop short-selling your position. You know, it's it just pointing that out too much convinces people you are. Uh, but I, I liked him overall. I, I thought he was... He was polite but in command of his stance, but I, I think the youngster thing he hit on too much. He's you know, got to let that go. And that's why we call him the best in the business because that analogy is spot on with Marco Cuevas and his desire to be a leader on the West Side. It was nothing with the agenda or the motivation. It, again, might have been the lack of experience and the way to communicate that and knowing that you have to be so confident to be that leader and that voice. And when you're sitting at a table with Liz Campos and Helen Loyan, who are both dedicated leaders willing to move forward, it was a tough spot to be in. So Marco, you did a great job throughout the process. We're proud of you, and we look forward to having you involved in the community for many years coming and sharing your ideas. Okay, moving up, number five. Number five, I think maybe the biggest mover up the list because it was, it was totally off the radar, but it was Steph Carba. Steph came in for a great podcast. We learned amazing about being from White Plains, New York, never swimming around the pier, her love for kayaking and getting outdoors, the micro-mobility across town, not owning a car as she works for Patagonia, proving that she can share the stoke and live that stoke. And man, you think to yourselves again, politics are so tough because it's a tough conversation to have. And you know, at this point too, it's not a knock on anybody. Everyone on this list, again, it hats off to you because you're putting your best foot forward and allowing yourself to be exposed. Steph has done that, put herself out there and said, I want to be a leader of this community and fell just a little bit short in District 6 upon our rankings. But number five on the list, Steph Carver was up there, Spence. Yeah, definitely. And what her care of the community showed him one thing. She keeps bringing up, and this repetition was positive, she talks about the kids in her neighborhood. She's very direct to her place, and she seems to have a real good understanding of that. And I, I like people that do reflect on kids for safety and seeing them have a nice place where they could grow up from sidewalks to you know, safe walking areas. It's, uh, I, I think sometimes you get down to the roots like that, and those are very important things for communities. So I was impressed by her. Yeah, and I love the carefreeness of the candidate, too. Very carefree. Even in the live event, I got a photo of her when it was maybe like the eyes were kind of just being relaxed. And just and I it, it wasn't too much. It was enough to know that there was a personality and you care. You know, you don't want somebody so loose and obtuse 
to where it's uh, it's raw and edgy, and when the bad things happen, you couldn't really depend on them. At the same time, you don't want somebody so stern and abrupt that they don't look approachable or going to call you back. So Steph did a great job that portraying what leadership would look like in the city of Ventura, and she goes in the water. We keep talking about this. If you want to be a city council member in the city of Ventura, I'm making a new rule. You have to go in the water once a month. Swimming, ocean, someone. Even if you're on top of the water, you're in a kayak. It yes. doesn't matter. Something. Fishing. What if you're off the pier? Fishing off the pier, acceptable. Okay. So, like a Cetus, just because you want to go get away. I can handle it. I'm telling you, it's part of the culture. We cannot not be the culture, and you got to be part of the water. Maybe you go, I'll even say walking on the beach with your feet is acceptable. Okay. okay? Walking on your hands, stop it. Okay, <laughs> but it is. Being part of one of the most attractive things in the city of Ventura. Yes, sir. And it is. Yes, sir. Pacific Ocean. Okay, moving up that list. I'm so excited to share this on the podcast today as we're rolling through here in the 30-minute mark. Appreciate everyone so much. Number four, Helen Aloyan. Helen, you did it. You got through this process and you moved up the list and you kept moving up and you got it to the point where you had me challenge my thought process with Liz Campos. As you can tell, Liz will be ahead of that and the choice for Ventura Forward to vote for in District 1. But Helen, your attitude and your smile and your style was really stokable. And you're continuing to share things forward. You came to the forum. You put forward. You've knocked over a thousand doors. You've done all of this while passing out wild flower seeds to the community. I can't think of a better leader that is in the queue, in the bullpen, ready to go, and has both sides too. Because she was rumored to be, let's say, with the chamber side. Because we all know in politics in Ventura, you either have to be with the Democratic side or the chamber side to be able to win. And the wild card is if you get the police and fire endorsement. And those are the three endorsements that float around. Look at Lori Brown. She might prove me wrong today because she got the police and fire endorsement. Okay. And the endorsement means that you get money that goes into your campaign fund or there, you know, they have the chance to then use the money towards your campaign. Doesn't go directly into your fund because they're a political action committee. They have to stay separate, of course. And then they can advertise for you, mostly equating in mailers coming in your mailbox or working walking groups. So that's what you really do when you look to get these endorsements. And Helen has the endorsement of the chamber and she's coming hot. If she comes and catches Liz Spence, this might be one of the biggest upsets in political history in Ventura. Oh, LBJ a long time ago said a handshake's worth 100 votes. And a lot of times when you get out there and do the doorbell ringing and knocking on the doors, that moves people emotionally that you actually took the time to come to their porch, and that could be a big help. And I'm going to say very uh, with my big ego, which we all know that I have and I like to talk about too, so hopefully you can share some of that style with you, is I felt that I kind of put that foot forward too in my election, and the community responded. You know, I got a over 1,500 votes. I was blown away. I could almost sh almost shed a tear. I don't cry often in the podcast, Spence, but I get emotional. And knowing when she gets when Helen gets done with this election, she's gonna look back and she's gonna see how many votes she's got. She's gonna be proud. And fifteen hundred could theoretically win, depending on how it's split. Yeah, with the amount of people voting, with the amount of possibility, and who shows up. Like you said, fifteen hundred, two thousand more likely, mm -hmm. but it could happen. It could happen. And we're going to move up now the list. The three people, well, the three people that are at the top of the list that we got winning District 6, 1, and 5 are here. Down on the bottom of our list, we've got Jim Rundle 
coming up number eight ahead of Jeanette Sanchez Palacios, but that's going to be a runaway for Jeanette Sanchez Palacios with her political paralysis and uh, style. So, Jim, best of luck to you there. But as we announce, number three on our list of Ventura Forward's 2022 City Council top 11 list, number three on the list, Jim Duran. Jim has put in the work in the community over the last few decades, came into the podcast, talked about how his family had connections to Tortilla Flats growing up that he did, how he lived close to the avenue growing up. Then he went over and st stayed in Montavo as a kid. His diversity and history and legacy in this town is now getting to be very notable. Jim isn't at the top of the list because with all of his experience comes maybe a little bit of baggage. Okay, and that baggage is totally okay. And Jim has been f up and forthcoming with that little bit of baggage, whether it's being part of nonprofits, city process, you know, and different things that go on. We're running a church because, I mean, Spence, this is a man running a church, running a nonprofit, ready to put his life on hold to be a new leader. Jim, congratulations. We're looking forward to supporting you on being District 6 representative. And with Jim, everything that I've done with him working is with the nonprofits from the city center to uh, Tender Life Walk. I've done both of those. Jim's been kind enough to invite me uh, to some of the um, events, and it's it's been good. So he is definitely one of my favorites. Whenever you say name somebody in town, I, I always want to say Jim. Yeah. You know, because he's he top of mind all the time. Absolutely. And that's why he's at the top time here. He's put himself out there. And, you know, uh, like I said, with all people in Ventura 4, maybe we all have a little blemish here and there. You know, Spencer being the most. Everyone on this list we talk about, and we're going to talk about always the good and the bad, about uh, candidates, people to put themselves out there. Again, these are human beings looking to be leaders. That's America. When we realize that we learn about people and supposedly pull maybe a skeleton from the closet from uh, somebody or more learn more about their identity or their preferences on maybe how they order their tacos, whatever it is that makes you emotional, know that that's your individual feeling and then that's you and that we got to stay to people that are human beings that make mistakes and go forward. And that happens with everybody, especially with this kind hearted person at number two. So as we leave Jim Duran at number three, we're going to move up the list at number two. And that's the West Side representative, a.k.a. the Avenue, the lady who's been rolling up and down the streets literally with her style, charisma and flair to represent the people, Liz Campos. Liz, congratulations on getting the endorsement from Ventura Ford and your candidacy for number one. Spence, she's cutting up there what she never says in her age because she's close in her late 60s, but you'd never know of it by her charm and her pizzazz. She's at meetings. She's speaking and she wants to be heard on the humility side. And she's been involved in the process from a long time about growing up in California, getting over to Arizona and kind of moving back with her family across the United States. Facts we learned in the podcast. Liz, I'm a huge fan. Spence, your thoughts. And definitely a good advocate for uh, people in the community. Thank you. And this is somebody who might say, Spencer, Liz Campos, what? She's like far extremist left. If you want to put stereotypes on people, she's going to be taking this down and cutting this off. But you know what? Liz might have an agenda that you disagree with, but she's true to her agenda and she listens. And that agenda isn't made up by other people. It's not being an email being sent to Liz. It's not Liz getting a piece of paper being told how to vote. 
these are ideas and ideologies that Liz backs with her own conviction and her own thought process. Those might fall in line to maybe either this side or that side or the team on the up or the team on the down. But remember, Liz thinks for herself. And that's when she got Ventura Ford's endorsement because when you take the time, as Liz has over the last few years, to have the hundreds of conversations she's had with not only me, but with other community residents, you know where the motivation's at, where the agenda's at, and how the leader's in the lead. And that's the three checklists that you had to have going on to reach the top of this list. You had to be available for us to learn about your motivations. You had to share that stoke about how you were going to complete your agenda and what were you going to propose to put on city council to move things forward. Whether we agree or disagree, we want to know what it was. And number three, how are you going to implement that through communication and where are you going to be available to really implement that? And Liz, you did it. I'm proud of you. I couldn't be more excited again to share that stoke with you moving forward and helping your campaign moving this point forward. Woo-hoo-hoo. Spence, the list. What are you feeling about it? Are you excited for number one? I can't vote. You can't vote? Not here. Not here. And that's okay. If you can't vote here, you can share the stoke and you can share who you want to vote for, whether it's on this list and you agree with Ventura Ford and what Spencer's saying from all my inside information, or you want to vote for somebody else. I really want you to be passionate about it. I want you to get out there and tell somebody, this is why I'm voting for this person. And this is why, I, and don't go, I'm not voting for them because of the other person. Remember, the person who's coming out at number one right now, he's a friend of mine. We've worked hard together and we have total disagreements whether it be on some of the ideology or the agenda, but when it comes down to it, it's a ball of wax and nobody's perfect. Coming in at number one at the top of the list for Ventura City Council candidates, the man who knows the process, the professional that wants to set the table for the city of Ventura when it goes into ideology, process, laws, regulations, my friend, somebody who wants to be a mentor and also an expert in his field in the business of land acquisition, building, residential buildings, and these attributes cannot cause more building or ways that we don't want to grow, but can enhance the way that we want to grow by bringing that process in place. That man's name is in itself, Mr. Bill McReynolds. Bill, congratulations. I know you're a fan of the podcast. You're listening to this. You told me, what was it, maybe two years ago that you were going to run for city council in eight years. Where you were living with the districts, the districts changed. The climate of the United States and America has changed, especially in the Ventura County and the city of Ventura through the pandemic. If I'd ask you right now, like I asked you in the podcast, what made you step up? You said it was your family making places to live, affordable housing, creating that process to where not that modge podge town that nobody cares about because Bill cares. And Bill cares so much, he's putting his job on the line. No one's attacked Bill more in this process. We all know about Marie Lakin and Bill have been the story so far as an article in the paper in the Star Free Press today. This has been the storyline about somebody whose true heart and, and soul was kind of put on the table because of his affiliations, maybe with the Chamber of Commerce, maybe with the Builder uh, International Association, which is a large, one of the largest lobbyist firms in the United States. But Bill has put himself in there and not just been this builder or this land developer. He actually works for land developments. He actually works as a professional and that's what we need to have staff have that expertise on their side. So our staff can be directed and given advice from council members. If you want council members that don't know anything about building and, and, and how the ins and outs go about setting the table, serving the food, what fork, what spoon to eat with, vote for Marie Lakin, straight up. 
If you want somebody who's a you know cheerleader with pom poms in their hands and doesn't put the work in and doesn't actually know the directness that it takes to get there, vote for Marie Lakin. Okay, if that's what you think. If you want somebody who puts a plate on somebody else, vote for Jeanette Sanchez Palacios. But in this instance, you gotta vote Bill McReynolds. You gotta vote Bill because you might disagree with him with how many parking spots have been on certain bills before, but Bill is following the rules. My dad, Greg Norn, I'm going off here, Spence. Thanks for listening on this one. This has been a fun rant. You can tell how much I care about this as he's sipping his coffee, giving me his special winky face. Love you, buddy, old pal. As we're kidding here in the studio, is my dad would always say, son, this is America. If you don't like the rules, you still have to follow them. The laws are there to be changed by us and us alone. If you don't like it, you got to change the law. And as a kid, you know, you'd always say, no way, dad. I want to hop that fence or come on, dad. I want to steal this or, oh, come on, dad. You, you missed that golfing shot. You got a four, not a five. And nope. You know what? God bless my dad. I got goosebumps in my arms, Spence. And now my dad always say one thing. That's the, that's the Norn way. No matter if anybody's there looking or someone's not there, you do what's right. And I honestly believe in, in, in my ranking of these things that Bill will do what's right. Bill will have our back and put our people first. It might be something that you disagree with, but then Bill will tell you this. He'll tell you, that's the rules. This is the law. And then that's the way to change it. And that's what we've been wanting in Ventura. We've been wanting a leader that actually stands out there and says, hey, everybody, these are my plans. This is how we're going to get there. I hope you join me. And if you don't, Here's how you can take me out. Nobody says that in America. They hide. They run. They don't come to debates. They don't come to forums. They don't tell you what their plans are until they're over, until all of a sudden we got uh, student housing going on the Ventura College campus, or we got the Walnut Creek uh, housing going on, or we got these four-story, six-story buildings going up all over Thompson Road because that's been the motivation of these politicians to really cut the people out. And not that the people don't disagree with that or the majority might not want bigger and better places to live in Ventura because we do. We, we want dilapidated buildings gone and torn down and reinvigorated opposed to being farmland being torn down. We want to have a low to moderate income uh, living facilities where people can actually start have starter houses. But we got to have realistic conversations. We can't keep hiding behind nonprofits, grants, government process. And then worse and foremost, as we talked about, where Bill McReynolds was labeled to be was a private investors with bad motivations. And that's what Ventura Forward's about. We're about deciding out who's good and who's bad and telling you about it. And that goes from everyone from the top to bottom, from every agency from the government to every nonprofit to everything you can possibly imagine, even at your job. If you've got a problem at your job and you're in the Ventura County, come to Ventura Forward. We got respect for you. We're going to find out what you got for because we absolutely love you. We care about you and we want to take care of you. So with that rant, Spence, that might have been one of my best rants in podcast history. Are we at number one with we're Bill McReynolds? We are at number one, Bill McReynolds. That's him. We're He's the guy that got your vote. He's a guy. But let's, let's recap this list here. We've got some more sponsors coming out with the X50, Mr. Mike Morosica and his great works in the community, always talking about what we want to know best. And as you know what I know, I want great leaders. So this list comes back again for X50, starting at number one with Bill McReynolds, number two, Liz Campos, number three, Jim Duran, four, Helen Aloyan, five, Steph Carba, Six, Marco Cuevas. Number seven, Danny Carrillo. Number eight, Jim Rundell. Nine, Jeanette Sanchez-Palacios. Ten, Lori Brown. And number 11, Marie Lakin. That's a complete list. Use it. Share it. Tell the world and get the leaders at City Council so we can continue to move it forward. 
Spence, what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing this week? And what a great question. I hope to get out to walk on water, but I do have to work here till like 1230. So by the time I get there, it'll be over. I would love to see that, but I'm going to go around, going to grab a pumpkin with the kids. Uh, that'll be some uh, fun events. Cole has a hockey game as always Saturday night, so we're going to do that. And then Sunday, I hope to sleep for about 16 hours. Beautiful. I have a dance today for the kids at Cabrillo, which I'm going to be a little chaperone. Then on tomorrow, then tonight, I'm working at Casa Bella. So if you want to get some nice steaks, come down to a restaurant, come down to see Jan and the team and myself. I'm starting at 530 at Casa Bella. So come on down there. Also working Saturday night. So putting that time in so we can give back. And I will be out in the streets right now. Fun projects going on on Hearst Street on the backside of the Washington School District. Excuse me, the Washington School property, which was in the news a lot. We talked about the Ventura County Christian School is currently going there. We're doing a little project, Spence. The back of the sidewalk has bushes and weeds everywhere. And it was so cool, dude. It's a quick story. Do I have time? Got time. Let's go. We're at Pete's Breakfast House. One of my favorite servers, Joe, comes up. I, th I knew she lived in the area. I go, do you live off Hearst? She goes, I do. I go, I'm working right now over there, and I just came over to get a little uh, late breakfast. She goes, you don't happen to be working that sidewalk where the weeds are all the way up to the hips. Are you right behind the school? She starts talking about it, dude, for 60 seconds. I'm like, pull out my phone. I'm like, look at this. She goes, what? How, how did you do that? How did you possibly? I'm like, it's Ventura Ford stuff. And I, you know, because my, 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 I was actually just driving around doing some stickers uh, stuff about last week. And I was just thinking, oh, the school's right here. Let's, I mean, we talk about beautifying the schools a lot, it's kids' safety and stuff. So I put on the list. We have a master list going of projects to clean up. So I put on the list. We happen to be doing it. Joe talked about it. She was so thankful. She ended up, even the timing was so cool. I was at the two hours later. She's driving home from work. She got off the lunch shift. It's probably about 2, 33 o'clock. It's getting kind of hot out. Trees are, trees are providing some shade at this point, which was nice. She pulls up again. Thank you so much. Talks about community. She gets out of the car, gives me a hug. I keep cleaning. Everyone goes home. Nice. Awesome. And that's what it's about. Beautifying the neighborhood. Simplest things to know that weeds mean a lot of things that no one would get to. And the, oh, the, the one fun part about the conversation I forgot was, she goes, you know, I've called the school to ask them to do it. They said it wasn't their job. I called the city. They said it's not our job. So she had already tried to call the, process, the procedural sides where if you don't get the answers you need, who do you call? Not Ghostbusters, but Ventura Forward. Let's go. All right. Wrapping up episode number 29. I'm hanging out with my best buddy, my mentor, Tom Spence, as always. Spence, you have a good time today. Hey, very good time. So we're off and running, going into another weekend episode. 30 is coming up next. And 31, don't get ahead of ourselves, will be Josh Landon with uh, the Ashland Hard Seltzers. They're getting out there, so we're excited to bring Josh in. Next week, since we're taking it cool with the politics, the teacher discussion with these raises and the union might come up a little bit. We'll talk about that. We talked about Measure E last week. I'm every, encouraging everyone to vote for Measure E and that, that, that deep discussion we had. Maybe the teacher union situation will pop its head up, but if not, we'll go for lightheartedness, maybe a restaurant, keep it fun, and look forward to having Josh Line in the two weeks. Let's do it. Okay, let's go. Go out there and share that stoke and keep moving Ventura forward. Let's go. Let's go.